Stop with a nice word on Parashat Shlach. See Moshe Rabbeinu, he tells Yeshia, right? he's going on the Shlichus of the Maraglim, Koy Yoshiachim Matzas Maraglim. He's giving him a bracha. Um, that, you know, the Ibshah should give him something to Shmaya. He shouldn't be overtaken by the Matzas Maraglim, he shouldn't work along with them. And there's different ways to understand this, you know, why Moshe Rabbeinu felt he needed the bracha and why specifically him. But now with this rule, Kosh Tzamagid, he says that, that um, because Moshe Rabbeinu knew that Yeshia was such a unav, he was so humble, he was afraid that Yeshia would want that the Maraglim, the, the ites of the Maraglim should, should take a happen, that, that Eden should stay longer, uh, not coming into Yisrael, should stay longer in Chesluritz. Like this, Moshe Rabbani would be the Manag Yisrael for longer. Like this, he wouldn't have to take over. Moshe Rabbani knew that that might be Yeshia's uh, plans and ideas, and that's why he told him, that your Anivas shouldn't take you over and uh, tempt you to want to keep Kalah Yisrael out of Yisrael longer, so Moshe Rabbani could be the Manag. And uh, I saw something similar from the Mirammas, and he just says it with a little different uh, twist. And he says that Mashabani knew that Yeshia was such an Unav. And the tendency of an Unav is somebody who's Mavatul Datoy. So what happens is when he sees a bunch of uh, Maraglim saying some, one thing, chances are that Yeshia will not have the strength or not believe in himself enough or not, uh, whatever you want to call it, just out of humility, just go along with what other people are saying. And it's very important when it comes to things that are Hashem Shemayim to know how to not do that. So Mishabani was telling him, Hashem should give you the Shmaya and the strength that even though you're so humble, you should know when to stick up for what. And he says, How does a person know when's the right time to say something, when's, when's the right time not to say something? You know, sometimes something happens and you don't know. I, am I supposed to say something? Am I not? Do I mean Hashem Shemayim? Do I not? What Hashem want me to just uh, go along with it? Is it not the right thing to, to let this happen? He says, The only answer the only to that is Shmaya. The only answer to know when to say and when not to say is only Shmaya. Shemaya. And this is something that's so important because, on the one hand, when it comes to any any idea of, of, of relationships in general and Shmuelbai specifically, you know, there's the idea of being mavater. Being mavater is not a question. When somebody's humble, right? That's what we want. We want to be humble. We want to, we want to not uh, take seriously when people slight us or people hurt us or whatever it is. And you know, just okay. Who am I already? What's the big deal? On the other hand, there are times that you're supposed to stick up for yourself or say something. And that could be either when it's regarding something specifically the Shem when it comes to Torah and Mitzvahs, or even sometimes if it just comes to something you can't handle. Sometimes, I spoke about this, uh, a book that discusses this, Barich, somebody gave out a book, um, You and Me Equals We, I think that's what the book's called. And he makes the claim that, you know, sometimes a, a spouse wants to be mavater, and in the meantime, he, he's not doing it for the right reason. He's not being mavater because he's really humble. He's being mavater because he's hoping that this vitter, you know, giving in, is going to get him something. And it's all subconscious. I'll be, I'll be nice to you. I'll let you get away with something. I'll accommodate you. I'll compromise. And I'm assuming that you're going to take that uh, seriously and understand it. Now it's my turn, right? And it doesn't come. And then what happens? You get upset all over again. And you would have gotten less upset if you would have been um, less accommodating. So that's just something to think about. To have this Yat Nishmai, to know when to use that humility and when to not answer back. And when it's not healthy for either of you or, it, or it's incorrect. So that's just something to think about. And I think that will uh, give us some, some insight into the question that somebody sent in over here. Now, again, th- this question, like other questions, referred to my book and my, my understanding of personalities. And just uh, this past week, I was sitting with somebody who tells me that he's been following these um, shirim online for a while, and every time I mention the idea of the UV, it gets a little complicated. Now, very often when people write something about the UV personality, I, I, I change it, and when I read it, I just talk about sensitivity. So I'm just mentioning it again. There, there's, every person has their component of sensitivity in their programming. 
and very much depends on, on where that sensitivity is. Is it dominant? Is that the strongest part of a person, which makes him very uh, hypersensitive and reactive and emotional? Or is it less, making a person less uh, uh, offended and less hurt by things? So the question arises like this. Hi, I read your book and I listened to a lot of your lectures. Thanks a lot. I think that according to you, my personality is UV yellow. Anyway, I have a question that you can maybe address in Ashir. It's not very detailed, just a quick question. Okay. Like I mentioned, my personality, I can be very sensitive. I get very sensitive. My wife, on the other hand, is not like that at all. She'll often say something she doesn't mean, and I can be deeply hurt, even though I don't always show it, because I have that part of me that knows how to laugh it off. But inside, it can be very painful. Should I tell her when she does something hurtful? Hey, that was really nasty, that really hurt me. Is it better to keep quiet and ignore? Thanks again for your constant enlightenment, and please respond. I'm very insulted from her slamming down the phone on me just now. I know that I should probably just keep quiet, because they have Shabbos, and she's on the... But and she's under stress, and she for sure doesn't mean anything by some hanging up on me, but it still hurts. I hope you understand my question. I just want to point out that there's no verbal abuse here. My wife is really nice, and we really have a good, loving relationship. But just here and there, it can happen sometimes that she's under stress or something, and because of my sensitivity, I get hurt. See, we're saying by a sheer, referring to a sheer that I mentioned, how the mother should comfort the child who gets abused by the father. How would I go about doing that for myself? I really don't want to turn things into a fight. For instance, Friday I ignored it, and I completely forgot about the incident until I saw your response. So I guess I really know the Mahalach, which is to just ignore things. My question is really, what can I do to process my pain and deal with it when I'm in pain? Okay, that's an excellent question. In short, the question is, somebody hurt my feelings. Uh, let me just right, put it into one line. If somebody hurt my feelings, I don't think they meant it. Um, what should I do? Should I say something? Should I not say something? If I don't say something, how can I comfort myself and, and get over the pain? So the first thing that uh, comes to mind when I, when I read a question like this is something that I repeated, I think, recently from Rabbi Tversky, who says something very profound and very helpful when it comes to any personal struggle. Ain't nothing about interpersonal, just personal struggle. How does a person get over jealousy? And he said the first step in getting over jealousy is acknowledging that you're jealous. When people deny certain feelings, people don't, aren't ready to acknowledge or admit that they're feeling a certain way, they start, they start rationalizing and changing things and, and, and they start distorting the whole thing you know, everything that's going on I'm not hurt, I wasn't offended, not at all, I'm not jealous I think that in principle it's wrong for that person to have more or for me to allow this to happen even though I, don't, I couldn't care less when somebody starts fooling themselves and they don't realize what it is that they're dealing with it, it, it's not helpful it doesn't let you deal with what you're dealing with okay? so the fact that this questioner is, is mentioning it that, that he's in pain and he's hurt it, it's very good and I'm, I'm saying this to help people understand it and to learn from it, and I'm saying it to him as well because sometimes when you put it on paper in the question, that's when you admit that you were hurt by something. But when it comes, you know, as things are happening or as things are unfolding, you don't realize that you were hurt. You see it more like somebody else did, uh, um, you know, did something wrong. You see it as, as, as somebody else hurting you instead of you being hurt. So that's that's a very important um, first step. Another step, which again, I'm, I'm commending this questioner here, and I'm, I'm I'm sharing this with people to learn from this. Even if you're not uh, very, very uh, hypersensitive, but you're sensitive. And, and I'm saying this because, uh, yeah, there are people that aren't so sensitive at all. And there are people that are very hurtful. And there are people that get hurt even though they're not sensitive at all. But in many cases, if you're a sensitive person, first of all, there's nothing wrong with it. Okay? You embrace it, you understand it, you want to read my book about it. There's nothing wrong with being sensitive. But there's something wrong with denying that you're sensitive. Okay? It's almost as bad as denying that you're hurt. So somebody hurts your feelings, and you're ready to process and, and acknowledge, yes, I'm hurt, okay, this is hurting, this is not gishmak, I don't like this feeling at all. And, next step, I'm sensitive. That helps you understand that that person may not have meant it at all. 
Okay, and it's very important, and he points it out. My spouse didn't mean it. It's, it's very important, this part. It's not just part of the puzzle, like, oh, she didn't mean it, so what do I do? No, what you do is you acknowledge that she didn't mean it. And you acknowledge that the fact that you hurt doesn't mean that somebody meant to cause you any pain at all. And, and, and it's important because just, just reading through, again, I hate nitpicking, I just pick up on certain lines that, um, you know, give, give me the ideas, which over here is, um, should I tell her when, some, when she does something hurtful, hey, that was really nasty, that really hurt me? Now, when you think about that sentence, that, that's a little contradictory, not always contradictory, but it could be contradictory. It doesn't, have to, it doesn't have to go together. Hey, that was really nasty, it really hurt me. Who said it was really nasty? The fact that you were hurt by it doesn't mean it was really nasty. Telling someone what you just did was really nasty, it's, it's, aside from the fact that somebody could be offended by that alone, that you're, you're considering what they did to be nasty, and they might, you might even be considering them to be a nasty person, depending on how sensitive they are, they might take it that way. But the point is that when you start processing things correctly, it wasn't so nasty. It was what somebody does when they're in a rush, maybe. It was what somebody does when they're under stress, maybe. And I was hurt by it. And it's okay to say, yes, I was hurt. And yes, I'm sensitive. So I'm just, I'm just trying to um, you know, put that into perspective right now. You know, there's this, this idea that when somebody's in the moment, when you're being hurt or right after you're hurt, it, it's, it's very hard to see things straight. Now, even though we're mentioning now that, yeah, I know I'm sensitive, I know I'm this, yeah, but very often when you're in the moment, it's hard to see things clearly. You're so subjective and you're so under the influence of that feeling. You're feeling emotionally challenged right now, you know, which reminds me of that, um, I, I don't drive, I don't drive a car. People ask me often if I'm licensed. I said, no, the only, the only license I have is a marriage license. I don't drive a car and I don't have a license to, uh, not a licensed therapist. But uh, that, that gives me the privilege of sitting in the passenger seat very often uh, when someone's driving me and on the, the window of the of a, uh, on the mirror you, you'll notice it says this phrase objects in the mirror are closer than they appear okay that's a safety warning that's uh, required on the passenger side mirror in the United States Canada Nepal India and Saudi Arabia okay I, I guess a lot of people felt it necessary that when you're looking at a mirror of something and it could appear to be closer than it is you shouldn't make the mistake that it is and you know, very often in life, we make those mistakes of seeing something up close and thinking that it's closer or more real than it really is. And that's what happens when you're in the moment. Feeling emotional, getting overtaken by something, distorts your judgment. It's very hard to see something and understand it and process it all at the same time when you're under the influence of the emotion. Now, one thing you could do is, and this is something that you might not realize or might not understand even when it's happening, is just wait. Let something pass. Now, very often people don't want to let things pass. People feel that, you know... I have to address this right now. It, it, this just happened. If I, if I let this go, it's going to give the wrong message. And this is the same thing with Chinuch and a lot of other things. Uh, if, I don't, if I don't respond now, if I don't speak up now, it's going to give a wrong message. And that's a mistake we make. It won't give a wrong message. It, it might make someone think on the spot that it wasn't taken. Well, that, that could be. But nothing's going to happen when you say it a little later. It won't be any less of a message. On the contrary. If you say something 12 hours later and it's still bothering you, then maybe someone will take it even more seriously than had you said it right away and just be reacting because you got emotional, you got defensive, or because uh, you, know, you felt hurt, maybe because you were doing something wrong, or whatever it may have been. Pushing something off is never, is never a problem. I, I heard this word from my, my Zayda, Ada Zayda, who was, uh, he didn't speak a lot. A smart person, and he almost didn't speak. And one of the things that I did hear from him was a word from the Mendel Vorka. He said, we, you know, Rashi brings a lot of times when it says Mitzroimu or any illusion uh, in a Pusik where they have the high at the end of the word instead of a Lamed in the beginning. So Rashi explains that a Lamed in the beginning is the same as, a high at the end is the same as a Lamed in the beginning. So instead of saying Limitzroim, it says Mitzroimu. 
right? So Ramendel Burka asked the question, well then, well then why doesn't it just say Alamet? Why do we need Rashi to explain that, you know, really it's the same, so, so it's the same, so that's why there's a high, so, so then why is there a high if it could have been Alamet? And he said it's coming to teach us that pushing off the Dibber just a little bit, is, you know, if you could push it off, push it off. It could have said Alamet in the beginning, but if you could push it off and put a high at the end, and it means the same thing anyway, then push it off. It, it's such a, you know, it's such a, it's such a, it's so important when it comes to communication, especially with things that are sensitive topics, I once heard this word from Skvir Ebzgenroche. He once said, in the context of a, a, a bigger thing about what Chesidus is all about, and he said, he said, a pirate in Chesidus, he says, for Nishreden the like manished. So the simple understanding is that from not Nishreden, just to translate, from not speaking, you never lose out. From not saying something, you don't lose out. Now, the simple understanding is that anything left unsaid is never going to hurt you. You, know, don't say, you. you won't regret not saying something. But then there are people that say, well, I will regret it, because if I don't say it, nobody's going to know it, right? But I think what the point may have been also, let me just add, is that from not saying something now, you won't regret it, because you could always say it later. So if at any given point you feel that it has to be said, you'll say it, don't worry. There's no point in saying something right now. And that, that's, 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 a very, that's a very important um, thing. And I'll just tell you another thought that, I, that, that came to mind when I, was, when I was thinking about this, which is that the, the Chazal teach us, okay? A lot of Mephoshim try to explain what that really means. What does it mean, the gate around Chochmah is to be silent. So first of all, then, then, you know, what kind of wisdom is there in silence? Of course, not saying something sometimes takes a lot of wisdom to know what not to say. But if that's only the Siyagla Chachma, sort of what's, what's Chachma itself, right? What, what's more than that? And I think what, what Chazal may be hinting over here is that the Siyag, the gate before Chachma, is Shtika. So if you first go through silence and you first don't say something, then you can say something wise. You can say something intelligent because now it's coming with, with logic, with understanding, with wisdom. If you would have said it right away, it would have been coming with emotion and distortion and a lot of other things. So the siyog before chachma is the shtika. So when somebody hurts you, somebody hurts your feelings, you, you don't have to right away jump and respond. You're probably not going to make the right decision to figure out really, like, is there something that has to be said? Is it not something that has to be said? Was it meant? Was it not meant? Um, is it because of me? Is it not because of me? Am I sensitive? No, I'm not sensitive. This is, everyone, this is crazy. I shouldn't allow this to happen. And sometimes that just makes you worked up and, and not realize what's really happening. So that's, that's uh, something important. Remember, Menachem Mandar used to quote often told us, told us who touches a pussy, the fool walks in the darkness. So the Tolis asks, well, what does the Chuchim do? You know, if it's dark, it's dark. What, what does it do with the fool? He didn't make it dark. And the answer is that the Chuchim waits until it gets light. He stops, he sees it's dark now, so he waits, he doesn't go. You don't have to do things right away. The, the, sees the, the fool sees that it's dark, so well, he keeps on walking. Why are you walking? It's dark, don't you realize? There are times that the best thing you could do, the Chuchmer, is just to stop. The, the Chuchim doesn't have a better way to deal with darkness than the fool does. He just doesn't deal with it. He waits. So that's, that's just an important lesson. And I think that what's important also to understand is that when you wait to say something, it's not only for you. Sometimes you think, okay, I'm going to wait, so I'm going to be in a better mood, I'm going to be in a, uh, I'm more clarity, so I'm doing myself a favor, technically. It's not just that. You're doing the other person also a favor. Because if you want someone to hear what you're saying and be able to respond to it logically and with clarity and not uh, emotionally, then waiting is going to do both of you a favor because later when it's less emotionally charged and nobody's feeling uh, defensive on the spot, that will probably give both of you uh, more clarity to know how to deal with what's going on. Now, with all that said, I think that a very important idea in general and when it comes to being hurt by something is to be able to differentiate. Okay, very tricky over here and you may need help with this. But it's very important to differentiate between what's very normal and yet it still might bother you and, and you might be hurt by it. What's not so normal and it's actually hurtful and if somebody um, did it to you then it's essentially wrong. Maybe still not a federal case but it's essentially wrong. And then what's considered intolerable? 
what should you um, not stand for, for, you know, for no money? And very often people mix up these categories. Okay? You can have somebody who's looking at something that's relatively normal and nobody mentioned anything bad and thinking that it's a federal case. You have people that are looking at things that, that should be intolerable and they're saying, no, it's okay, it happens. And it, no, it's not okay. This is not something that should be allowed in, in, in a home, you know, in a family and things like that. So it's very important to get that kind of judgment um, clearly. And I don't think that by discussing it now it's going to give a, that clarity because you know, it has to do with everyone, everyone's so subjective in their own situation and, and subjective you know, under the influence of their own understanding and their own emotions and everything else. So it's not always easy to understand this. But let's try to talk about it a little bit. And one more thing that I want to add is not only does it depend on what is said and what category does that go into, it also depends on how often does this happen, when did it happen, okay? Frequency, for example. If this is something that happens very infrequently, very then even if it was intolerable, but because it almost never happens, sometimes it's better to be left unaddressed. So these things have to be taken into consideration when you're dealing with something. So if somebody makes a comment or does something... You know, you're not always going to be able to write into me, and by the time I address it, it's going to be a few months later. So, if you're able to make the siyag shtik until then, you're doing great. But it's important to just understand that it really makes a big difference of what you're talking about, how often it happens, and, and, and things like that. Um, so, let, let's mention first the, the example of very normal. There are things that are very normal. Very normal means that it's very normal for somebody to not always be thinking about you. It's very normal for somebody to make a mistake. Okay, so even if the mistake was a mistake, but even if the mistake was something wrong, but, but it was a mistake. And just recently, somebody was telling me um, his wife uh, was cutting up vegetables, and when she finished, she left the knife on the table, and one of the kids almost got to it. Okay, she left the knife on the table, and one of the kids almost got to it, and he was he was ready to report it. He felt that because his mother would have never done such a thing, he's going to report this to the authorities. This is this is child abuse, and he he doesn't trust his wife anymore. And how can he go work if his wife could leave knives around? Now, to leave a knife on the table is not good. But it's a mistake that I think many of us made. Okay? I hope nobody's going to report me for saying this, that, that I've made this mistake in the past. This is a mistake people make. It's normal to make a mistake. So that's already normal. Okay? And if you don't let people make mistakes and, and let it go by without turning it into a big issue, there's something wrong with that. Now, is it okay to leave a knife around? No, of course not. But it's okay to make a mistake. That's first of all. Uh, second of all, if, if you're hurt by the fact that your wife is talking to her sister... And you're hurt by the fact that when she talks to her sister, she's so excited, I, I, I wish you would talk to me that way. I'm so hurt by it. Now, there's ways to deal with this, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But is she hurting you? Is it, isn't it normal for a woman to enjoy talking to her sister a certain way? If you see your husband talking to a, a chavrusa, or to a friend, about a certain thing that he's passionate about, and he's enjoying the conversation, and you're hurt by it, you're hurt by the fact that he didn't discuss this topic, which has nothing to do with you, or just about his friends, or with you. I mean... If you're hurt by it, maybe you should deal with it. But it's very normal. And if you're going to use that against someone and say, how dare you, I can't believe it, what kind of marriage is this? When somebody's doing something relatively normal, that's, that's a distortion. You're doing something wrong. You're turning, you're turning a, a, a tissue into an issue and you're hurting yourself and your marriage because of it. And yes, there are ways to, to express that and it almost sounds like, like it's terrible. I mean, you might even find a therapist that will listen to you and say, what? I can't believe he did that to you. Well, that's because that's you're both making the same mistake. You have to understand what relatively normal means, and you should not make a, a big deal out of something like, like, like that. So that's, um, you know, or, or the one example that I was dealing with actually recently. Um, I can't stand that my, that my wife wants to go to her parents for the Shabbat Suda. I want to get it home. I think it's so wrong of her, I don't understand what did they teach her as a kala. Now, again, if it's hurting you, we could deal with it. But to use it against someone when it's relatively normal, or more than relatively normal, actually quite normal, or, or preferably even maybe, maybe, then the, it has to be... I'm classified. It has to be categorized as something normal that, that that's bothering you, just to know what you're dealing with. 
then there's something hurtful. Hurtful means when you say an opinion and somebody disregards it. Somebody talks to you condescending. He says, no, you don't know what you're talking about. No, it's disrespectful and it's hurtful. And sometimes it sounds worse than that. Okay? And, and that, that does go into the category of hurtful. Or if it's something, someone's deciding something about you, about you, um, something related to you, something that affects you directly, and doesn't involve you, or doesn't care what you have to say, or doesn't care how it affects you, I mean, that's hurtful. And then when somebody is even more condescending and critical and, and, and abusive, you know, that those are very hurtful, and they really are. So it's important to know, yes, somebody just hurt you. Okay? You're, allowed to, you're allowed to address that in the context of, you hurt my feelings. You weren't, you weren't considerate of me, or more than that, you were, you were specifically inconsiderate of how I feel. And then there's the intolerable. Now, I don't want to um, elaborate too much on the intolerable, because it's not something that I like talking about in public, and it's not so, something that has to do anything with this questioner's idea. But sometimes, let me just give uh, you know, an example. If a spouse is, is, is screaming at, at, at a spouse, at the other one, in front of children, or, or you know, stealing money, you're doing things that are, that are intolerable, and when you let it happen, they just keep on happening, and things get worse, and then there's no marriage, and no relationship, and no home left, that's intolerable. So to say, you know what, for the sake of the peace, I won't say anything, you, you don't realize what you're dealing with. You're dealing with something that's intolerable, and of course there are a lot other and greater and worse examples of that. So it, you might need to think a bit, if you're trying to determine uh, what you're dealing with, is this something that's normal, that's hurtful, or intolerable? You might need someone to help you with that, because sometimes, like I said, you need too subjective to, to know that. And sometimes I'm trying to help people understand that what you think is intolerable is quite normal, or what you think is normal and okay is actually quite intolerable. And sometimes it's important for you to trust someone else, because you know, it's hard to get this on your own. Now, I could start it off with. Sometimes something happens so infrequently. Sometimes you realize that it's all about you. And just pushing it off make, gives you some clarity. And you choose to ignore it. And it's best to be ignored. And nothing happens because you're ignoring it. And the relationship goes on and thrives because it wasn't brought up. You know, very often that might be the right thing to do. Very often. However, sometimes if you are feeling hurt, and some time passed, and it, you're still feeling hurt, and especially if it can happen often, even if nobody means anything wrong and it's relatively normal, like I said, you know, but it, it's hurting you. And it's getting to you. And it's building resentment. And it's not good for anyone you know, to keep quiet. At that point, it's okay to tell someone how you feel. Not, not right when something happened, or not when she's talking to her sister on the phone, and you look at her and you give her those eyes, like, how could you be so excited when you talk to your sister? But you know, an hour or two later, or a day later, you say, you know, I want to share with you how I feel. And you talk about yourself. Okay, this is how I feel. It's not about the nasty thing you did or said. It's about me. And if you're brave enough, you could even say, I, I could be very sensitive, or I am very sensitive. And, and, I, and you could add, and you should add, I know you didn't mean anything. Okay? By, the time you, by the time you're giving that introduction, when you talk to someone, this is about how, me, it's about how I feel, it could be my problem, and I know it's not you, then there's nothing wrong with going on and saying, when I see this, it makes me hurt. There's nothing wrong with that. You bring it to someone's attention, how you feel. There's nothing wrong with sharing how you feel with somebody who's very close to you. Especially if you're doing it in a very good, the timing is right, and you're saying it in the right mood, and the right attitude, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay? And, and nobody should get offensive or defensive, uh, offended or defensive if you're saying it the right way. Now, of course, you have to know who you're talking to and, and you have to make sure the timing is right and not just because it's a day later, uh, but if she's in the middle of uh, diapering a child or busy with bathing two kids, it's also going to be the wrong time to say it, obviously. Now, when you're bringing something like this up, it's best if you could come up with some kind of solution. Okay? Sometimes people, people um, make this mistake of just throwing something out there, especially when it comes to something normal, that well, what do you want me to do? But I don't know, I don't know, think about it, just come up with something. If you're not offering a solution, you're just throwing something out there. I, I don't feel, I don't like, this, this upsets me. Okay, and? Well, come up with it on your own. It's not very uh, conducive to, to making things better. 
But if you're sharing it in the right way, and you say, you know, maybe we could work it like this, maybe that would be better, and you're not imposing on anyone because technically the person is doing something normal, that, that can make everyone happier. So again, you don't have to do this because sometimes it's better to not do it or to ignore it, but sometimes it could be helpful. Sometimes you could be avoiding this from happening again and you're feeling better, that's fine. And then of course be appreciative when somebody takes you seriously, especially when what they were doing was, was normal in the first place. When somebody does something hurtful to you, that's already a little different. And it's important to say something. You don't want someone to hurt you uh, more and more, get used to it or think it's okay. Especially when it starts escalating and then it's, hot, it's harder to turn around. Again, it doesn't mean you should now be critical or, or um, offensive. You could still say, this hurt me. You don't have to add, I, don't, I think you did the right thing, or I'm sure you didn't mean anything. You, know, you could say, I don't think you meant to hurt me, you know, but I did feel very hurt. This comment was hurtful. You don't have to say, maybe I'm just too sensitive. That's why when you scream at me and call me names, it bothers me. No, it is very hurtful. Now, the less you uh, um, point fingers at someone else, and the more you talk about yourself, the easier it is for someone to hear. But you can be very clear about the fact that, that, that it's very hurtful, and you can ask very clearly that it please not happen again. Let's go on to the next, to the next one. And then there's always you know, the little ones in between. It doesn't have to necessarily fall nicely into one of these three categories. And that's when something is intolerable. Still talk about yourself. Still don't say what you did is intolerable, it's unacceptable, and I'm not going to let it happen. People get offended. People, people get defensive when you talk about them. Still talk about yourself. I can't handle when this happens. To me, this is a red line. Please understand me. It's not something I could, take, I, I could handle any longer. And very often you might have to add, you know, if this happens any longer, I might have to do something about it. Now, this is not about, about punishing. You're not talking to your spouse like a child. You're not looking to make anyone feel bad. You're not looking to uh, disrupt the relationship. at all. And you could add all the compliments and all the good words before and after and everything. But it's very important to be very clear. If I bring home money for a certain um, um, expense, you know, for a certain reason, and I need it there, and when I wake up in the morning and it's not there because you decided to take it or give it away to someone, I might not be able to bring home money like that. And I want to. I want the money to be there, so we have it. Okay? And so, again, there's, there's very much to talk about. I'm just trying to give the idea now. Nothing, um, nothing too detailed. So, just knowing what you're dealing with, knows how, how clear you want to be about it, how, how, how confident and how strong you could be about the fact that you, know, you really don't want this to happen. And sometimes you might have to add, you know, if this keeps on happening, you know, what I do about it. So somebody's doing something intolerable, the consequence might be a little greater. If somebody's just hurting you, so you know, I really love talking to you and spending time with you. If when I share my ideas with you, you tell me that I'm an idiot or that I'm stupid, it, it makes it very hard for me to share these kind of ideas with you. So there's no major consequence there, but you, you, there's no reason to be hurt all the time. Now, let, let, let's be clear again. This questioner, Baruch Hashem, I think is dealing with something very, very relatively normal. And that's why I think it's important to know when to totally ignore and when to address it like we mentioned, how you address something normal without, without, anyone making, without making anyone feel hurt, without making a big deal about it. And of course, only after you calm down and it's not so relevant. And like I said, you, you want to be clear about what would be more appreciated, what the solution might be. You know, it just makes it so much easier for someone to relate to when you say, you know, maybe we could do it this way. Maybe we could work things out like this and this and will make things easier instead of just coming up with problems. Very important this. And I talk to people about this often. When you want to bring up a problem, come up with a solution. If you don't have a solution, uh, then, then watch someone else. No, because I'm hurt. I know you're hurt. But if you don't know how to deal with it, you can't come up with a way that would be better or what to do in this situation. Okay, how, how are we going to work around this situation and nobody be hurt? I don't know. Well, if you don't know, how should someone else know? What do you mean? It's not my problem. It's not the point. You, you want to be right or you want to be successful. Try to come up with something. Or tell your spouse, you know, how can we work it out? Let's, let's, try to work, let's try to think of something together. Don't throw it at someone. So I think that's... that's um, 
Very important. Now, now let, let's just take a step back over here. Okay? We're talking about what happens when somebody hurts you, what happens when you're hurt, what happens when somebody does something bad. It's always good to remember, and it's not always easy to remember. The person that we're discussing here is a spouse. Okay? It's not a workmate, and it's not a neighbor. It's a spouse. The person who cares for you most, maybe. The person who does for you most, probably. Very important. What happens is when you get hurt by somebody, it, it, it's very easy to forget everything they did for you. It's much easier to be good friends with your friend in shield or at work or on the block because they don't hurt you, right? They don't do anything for you. I mean, it's, nice, it's easy to be nice to someone when you're not doing anything with them. And there's no accountability, there's nothing happening, there's no back and forth, there's no, there's no up-to-date, there's no 24-hour uh, you know, relationship. So it's important to remember this, okay? So going back to where we started off, it's important to remember I'm hurt and I'm sensitive. Now let me stick in something over there, which I didn't want to mention in the beginning. And that is, this is the person who does for me very, very much. This is the person who, without this person, I probably wouldn't get anything done or wouldn't be able to manage at all. Uh, maybe that balances out a little bit what's happening over here. Now, does that mean that I should just take it sitting down or I should let that person hurt me? No. Very often it's the person that's doing it you most that might hurt you most as well. So if you don't address it, it could be a problem. But very often just remembering that this is not the person I want to fight with. This is not the person I want to, I want to get these, this resentment toward. This is not the person I want to build a case against. No. This is the person I want. So now when you're saying your message, you're saying it with the intention of becoming closer to a person who's already nice to you. There's so much that you can mention now about how good that person is to you when you're saying the same message. There's nothing wrong with giving all those compliments and making someone feel really good before and after. And you could even say, you know, I feel bad even bringing this up because there's so much that you do for me good that, that I never mentioned and all of a sudden now I'm complaining and I'm mentioning it. You know, but there's something about remembering and even mentioning that this is the person you want to get along with uh, best and most. And I tell this to children all the time. I don't mean little kids. I, I don't sit with little kids too much. But, you know, Bukhram or even adults that have issues with their parents, these are the people that invested in you the most. So you're right. This might be the person who's hurting you most. It's possible. Just remember who you're dealing with. It gives a certain perspective. It might make you feel better when you remember, you know what? I know she didn't mean it. I know it doesn't happen that often. And I know that way more often than, than that does she make me feel good and, and give me maybe compliments or helps me out. You know, I, I think that in, in light of all that, it's relatively trivial. It, it, just, it just changes perspective, not, not a question. Um, so that's, that's all that. I, I can't end without mentioning this. And this is what you know, people tell me all the time that I'm known for, let's call it. Um, always do some introspection. If somebody's hurting your feelings, if somebody's saying something hurtful or condescending or critical or whatever it may be, or even something intolerable, okay? and it's important to stop and it's important to mention, stop and think that I do something to provoke this. It doesn't mean that you're to blame. It doesn't mean that it's black and white. It's either me or her or, or him. It doesn't mean that. It could be it's both. It could be a combination. It could be 80, 20, 30, 60, or somewhere in the middle. But think about it. If you could have been there earlier to help out with the stress management, or if you could have done something to avoid this, or if you brought up a topic that made this happen, then at least just learn from it. It doesn't mean that you have to now be okay with how somebody hurt you. It doesn't mean that you have to take all the blame on yourself and stop being self-critical and being stepped on and tolerating abuse. It does mean that if you learn, if you learn, and this is something I mentioned recently in Achel Mashir, uh, for those of you who follow my, my griefs from Achel, uh, if you just learn from experience and connect the dots, instead of saying, instead of connecting it the wrong way or not noticing, I say there are people that they see life's experiences and patterns and they just don't get it. They don't realize that the same thing is happening again and again. Then you have people who do notice that it's happening, but they misinterpret. Yeah, my wife, keep, my wife keeps on hurting me. It's the third time this week. She must be a bad person. And then there's this smart person who says, wow, this is happening three times. Maybe, maybe I caused the same thing to happen three times. Maybe I didn't see it coming. Maybe I could have avoided it. So without taking all the blame and without the tolerating abuse, it's just important to remember that there's so much you can do in any relationship 
to be nicer to someone and to even cause somebody to be nicer to you. So with Hashem's help, with that understanding and the healthy communication, you know, we should all be able to um, deal with all kinds of struggles and difficulties in an easy way, in a pleasant way, and overcome them and live together. Bahava Ahmashun Varayas.